Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Well, good morning. Well, I'd like to read to you from Matthew's gospel, the first chapter, beginning with the 18th verse. I'm reading from the NIV version. Hear the word of the Lord. And this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to make Mary, take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from his sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So anyway, what does Emmanuel, God with us, really mean? Here we are on the second day of Advent. This morning I want to explore what Emmanuel, Emmanuel really means. We know the word literally means God is with us. Often we think of Emmanuel coming to earth as a baby and dying on the cross for our sins. But there is so much more in between. And I just want to this morning consider simply some of these things. I wanted to start with the great verse of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. It is no doubt one of the great texts of prophecy about the Messiah, but it is difficult text to impart because it has a two-pronged prophecy. It's very difficult. Charles uh, Spurgeon said this, He said that it is one of the most difficult texts in the Bible. He said that after he had read what the commentators had said, he was perfectly confused. And we thought that this was simple. Well, I want to challenge you to do some good inductive Bible study on chapter 7 and chapter 8 to get the fullness of the immediate prophecy and the the futuristic prophecy of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. But I wanted to look this morning at Matthew's gospel, the angel's visit to Joseph, where Matthew tells us that the prophecy in Isaiah had been fulfilled. 
He said, all this took place to, to fulfill what the Lord has said to the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And in these moments, I'd like us to explore simply some of these things. For instance, as we look at Emmanuel, God is with us, we see in John's gospel that Emmanuel, the word, became human. The word became human. The creator of all things becomes like his creatures. John also reminds us that in the beginning was the word, that he was the creator of all things, that there was not one thing made, that he didn't have a part in making. And yet he came to earth like a human so that we might know him. A little boy looking at a picture of, from his, uh, of his grandfather who was absent said to his mom, I wish grandpa would step out of the picture. You know, that's what God did. He stepped out of the picture to be with us. In 1 John, we read this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked at, our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life, that life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. Moses didn't see that. Moses was protected from seeing the very glory of God. None of the prophets were able to experience what was experienced in those days when the word became human. The psalmist says, when I walk through the valley of darkness, you are with me. He couldn't say, I have seen him. But John gives testimony that Emmanuel, God, is with us. One of the other things I notice about this is that God is with us in his servanthood. Paul reminds us in the second chapter of Philippians that God became a servant. He emptied himself. Paul tells us that Jesus did not consider equality with God something for his advantage, but he emptied himself. I like what Charles Wesley says so beautifully. He left his father's throne above so free, so infinite his grace, emptied himself of all but love. Tis mercy uh, and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all immense and free for, oh my God, it found out me. Emmanuel is God with us. Paul goes on to say that Emmanuel humbled himself. He just didn't become a servant in his humanity, but he humbled himself and he left his crown in glory. He left his crown in glory. He was born in a simple cave with the smell of animals. He never had a home, and yet he is Emmanuel, God, with us. There's an ancient hymn that goes something like this. He became like us so that he may make us like himself. 
he became like us that he might make us like himself. Emmanuel God also reminded us that what we think and how we think is as important as what we do. He said, he reminds us that the law commanded not to murder, but insists that being angry or giving insults to our brothers and sisters has the same consequences. In verse 27, he reminds us what the law says about adultery, and then he says that everyone who looks upon a woman with lust has already committed adultery. In Matthew 5, 42, Emmanuel teaches us about generosity and giving to those in need, even to sharing our coats. James reminds us that religion that is pure and undefiled is to visit the orphans and the widows and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Emmanuel showed us how to deal with temptation. He was tempted in the wilderness, and he used the word of God to fight against it, a model for us. The writer, the writer to the Hebrews tells us, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Just think about that for a minute. Our God, our Emmanuel, has experienced every kind of temptation we experience. And he empathizes with us. He understands the very nature of temptation and how it affects us. And then he empowers us to be overcomers. Our Emmanuel showed us how to pray. He lays out a pattern for our prayers. We find this, of course, both in Matthew and Luke's gospel. He instructs us in our attitude and how, what our attitude should be and how we pray. He tells us that we ought to be earnest and persistent in our praying. Emmanuel teaches us about love. For love is his very nature. He said that the greatest love was laying down one's life for one's friend, which he did for us. Paul reminds us in that famous chapter in 1 Corinthians of love's enduring quality. I think in these days, we as believers need to be demonstrating love above personal opinion. 
or view. The world needs to see not just your love, but the love of Christ incarnate in you and in me. Emmanuel taught us how to surrender. It's seen vividly in Gethsemane. Matthew writes, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. He taught us that to do the father's will meant surrender, not negotiation. We must surrender our lives if we are going to follow him. Often we think of surrender as something that happens periodically in our lives, something we need to be reminded of. But the truth is, every morning is a day of surrender. Every morning we say, not my will, but yours be done. When we think of Emmanuel, we think of a babe born in a manger who came to earth to save us from our sins. And while that is the truth, between his death, resurrection, and ascension, he showed us how to live and how to become like him so that when he died for us, we would know how to live for him and we would be filled with his spirit in order to make that possible. So we would reflect his love and his holiness into the world. Then Jesus crying out in these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Meant that we would never have to repeat these words for ourselves. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So Emmanuel, God with us, is not only showing us and leading us the way we ought to live and giving us the great example but empowering us by his, by his death and resurrection and ascension, how we ought to live and how we can live by his power in our lives. He became like we are so that he might make us like he is. Emmanuel, God is with us. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Emmanuel, God is with us. Finally, Jesus promises to give his disciples an advocate, a Holy Spirit, to be with them. Emmanuel is still here today. Emmanuel is still here today. He is represented in the Holy Spirit. So God is indeed with us. I wonder today if some of us have struggled with disappointment or hurt, or we've even felt alone. But Emmanuel is with us. There may be challenges in our lives that few know about. And we may seem to walk the road alone. But Emmanuel is with us. Emmanuel is with us. It's redundant to say Emmanuel is with us, isn't it? All we have to say is Emmanuel. 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 There may be challenges but we know that God is with us.
There was a lady in our complex who was uh, dying of uh, multiple myeloma. And over the last few months, I've had the occasion to visit with her and to pray with her. We prayed together and um, we talked about seeing the Lord, about death. And I could say to her, you're going to see Jesus in a whole new way. But I want you to know he's with us today. He's right in this place, right with us right now. Because he's Emmanuel. God is with us. While she knew she was going to see Jesus, and while there were many anxious moments in her life, we had confidence that Emmanuel is with us. He became like we are so that he might make us like he is. Christ doesn't just want us to follow him. He wants us to live like him. And he empowers us through his Holy Spirit to do that. And this morning, if we could just consider Emmanuel and how he might be speaking to us today in the things in our lives that might be giving us trouble, might be giving us discouragement, May we see God is with us. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.